Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Come on! When you feel far away from the love and harmony, don't you fear and just hear we all go through something in favorite single girl, Andrea Bain. Welcome to the Single Girl Problems Podcast, your one-stop shop for real relationship talk. On today's show, should you take your husband's last name after you get married? Today, the majority of women who get married still do it, but does this old patriarchal ideology need to be abolished? Next up, would you have a child by yourself at 27 years old? A young woman did just that, and we're going to discuss her decision and the reality of raising a child on your own. And last up, who do you think says I love you first, men or women? The answer may surprise you or not, but I'll share my theory about what it says about the person who says it first. But before we get started, a quick reminder, listener discretion advised during the show, we will be discussing adult content. This includes dating, breakups, rebounding, sex. Online dating, pop culture, and yes, that time that you lied about how many sexual partners you had? Oh, yes, honey. We're going to go there. So pull up a seat, get your snacks, and strap in. My guests today are two very smart women. Like, if I had to put my resume on this table, I could not get hired. Not a chance in hell. Uh, So first up, we have negotiation and communication expert. She's also a professional keynote speaker and an MBA professor. <clears throat> Ms. Fotini Iconomopoulos, welcome to the show, darling. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding me? I love it. Um, next up, we have another brainiac in the room, so brace yourself. My other guest is the CEO of Brandy Q Group Incorporated, a global marketing and communications agency, and she's a president of the Black Business and Professional Association. Hmm. Miss Nadine Spencer, excuse me. C'est moi. Great to be here, Andrea. No problem. So you guys see, I wasn't lying. Two very smart women. Um, now, before we get started, people need to know, I always always ask people, so what's your deal? Are you single, married, divorced, children, dogs, cats? What's going on with the both of you? Fotini, I'll start with you. Very single. Uh, can't take care of myself, let alone a dog or a cat or anything else. So I think I'll stay that way for quite some time. <laughs> I like the honesty. It's like I can't. T- I barely showering and putting on deodorant. I cannot have a pet. Um, Nadine, what about you? So married-ish. Can I say that? Ooh, that's um, juice there. Right. I know means. for uh, twenty-seven years. Wow. But here it is. Uh, things might be changing. Things might be changing. Yeah. Do you have kids? I do. Two uh, kids. One's twenty-five and one's twenty-three. I know you guys can't and see three her. dogs and three dogs and three dogs. Yes. You added dogs to that situation. Added dogs to the situation. You're a good woman. <laughs> You're a good woman. Um, you guys can't see her, but I can't believe that you have children in your twenties. Yes. 
age. You that look is incredible. Yes. You have children, like you have grown children. Yes, grown children, grown children. And 27 years. Yes. You know what? I'm always, I always marvel at people who say like have those type of numbers when they talk about their relationship. As a single person, Fotini, tell me if you agree with me. I just think about, sometimes I date people and I'm like, I cannot take you for 27 <laughs> minutes. That's exactly what I say. <laughs> I couldn't take you for 27 hours. And here Nadine is doing 27 years. Yep. That's yeah. a lot of that's good commitment. You you marry your best friend. You marry your best friend and that's what that's how 27 years happen. We can tell each other any and everything and even though we're married ish, we can still tell each other any and everything. Well, you raise two kids, you guys may yeah. have to kill each other and you have three dogs on top of it. Right? That. I had one dog and I was like, "Dog, I don't know if you're going to make it." <laughs> I don't know what I could do for you today. And I would seriously drop her off at my parents' house and be like, I'll be back. I swear I'll be back. And I would leave her there for weeks because I'm a horrible person. Um, But let's get down to the topics at hand. All right. So first, should you take your husband's last name? Now, our names are a huge part of our identity. It's the first thing we learn to write as children. Uh, But things have changed for women so much over the past five decades. So why are women still changing their last name once they get married? Well, I did a little research and found the history of this practice. First, it was done for legal reasons. It was, listen to this, forbidden for women to keep their last name only a few decades ago. Yes, Fotini, yes. I raise your eye. Yes, I see that eyebrow raise. Because the premise was that wedded couples were viewed as one person by law. That one person was a husband. And, of course, his importance superseded his wife's because he was the sole person who could vote and hold property, etc. Right? Now, fun fact, in 1972, it became legal for women to use their maiden name as they please. That's where people started hyphenating. My mom got married in 1973, so she has hyphenated her last name. Um, even though I don't have a hyphenated last name, I just have my dad's. Um, today, a woman not only takes her last name, but it's still seen as abnormal if she doesn't. Listen to this. According to an article in the Huffington Post, 90% of women in the U.S. still take their husband's last name, and a staggering 50% of Americans think it should be illegal for a woman not to take his oh, surname. God. So my question is to my wonderful guest today. Uh, how do you feel about taking on a man's last name? Now that you know what the history of it, I think I should start with you, Nadine, because mm-hmm. you've been married for 20, you've been married-ish for 27 years. Did you take your husband's last I name? I did, absolutely. And I knew when I was eight years old, my, my former name is Hay, and I, I knew I wanted my husband's name. That's, mm. There's no doubt about that. Unequivocal. So I was very happy to take my husband's name. And even now, I'm still very happy to have my husband's name. Okay. And it was never a question. This is something that your mother did, of course, and your grandmother, I'm assuming. Yeah. So my mother did that. My grandmother, different generation. Um, and so I knew that that was going to happen for me. But for my girls, you know, they are in uh, modern women and they, don't, they know they're keeping their maiden name. They're not taking their husband's names. Interesting. So why aren't they doing what mom did? They're different women. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's the, the crux of it, is that we're all different women and we all make different choices. And I, and I think we still want to have the right to choose. Mm-hmm. So for me, and if I had to get married again, I would still choose my husband's last name. Wait a second. So if you got remarried, yes. if you were to the D word divorce and remarry, you would take your new husband's last name? Absolutely. It would be Nadine Spencer Adams because, you know, Brian Adams is going to be my next husband. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way you went now. I've I've thought this through. That rolled off her tongue really well. (laughs) So you would keep the Spencer even though you're not a Spencer anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah. confusing. Because it's been my name for 27 years, you know, for 20. And when Nolan and I were dating, we met when we were 16. Wow. I knew that I was going to have his name and that was going to be my name. 
Wow. Yeah. So you know when Tina Turner and Ike divorced and yes, she said, I, I don't want anything, but I got to keep the name? I always say that. I said, I got to keep, I, the name is my You're name. You're going to keep the name. That Absolutely. is so interesting. Yeah. So I want to hear from you, Fotini. What do you, because th- here's <laughs> the deal. Well, you got a last name like Iconomopolis. Are you are you changing that last name? Well, do you he- want to change your last name if you were to get married? I think my opinion has changed over the years. So when I was younger, I would have been racing to change it because no one could say it. <laughs> but now that's part of my brand and my identity. Mm-hmm. So And I remember even dating somebody in my 20s, and his last name was James. And I was like, Fotini James, that just doesn't work. No, like, but that who is that person? Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, like, I can't be a Smith. That doesn't work with my name. Yeah. But now I feel like ever since I graduated university and got my MBA and mm-hmm. all those things, that name is the name on my diplomas. Mm-hmm. That name is the name on my walls. Mm-hmm. That name is my brand. All of my followers know me by that name. Mm-hmm. And even the name of my business. The name of, my business name is Forward Focusing. But because I'm doing so much more time public speaking, yeah. I'm, I bought a website that is Fotini Icon because those are my handles. So yeah. everything's at Fotini Icon. Yeah. And I'm transitioning all of my website and things like that eventually to Fotini Icon because that's my brand. That's who you are. So I can't imagine if I marry somebody if I find somebody amazing who I think is worth marrying, I still can't imagine changing my name for business purposes alone, let mm-hmm. alone everything else. That's my identity. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I, I remember thinking, you know, of course I wouldn't do it. I'm such a feminist. I wouldn't do that. But I really didn't care after a while. Like it wasn't it, I decided my name wasn't my identity. Yep. Mm-hmm. But now as a businesswoman, it's actually hard to disassociate myself from that identity, especially in a social media world. Mm-hmm. So I have mixed feelings about it, but I, practically speaking, I can't. Yeah. Well, I think I I see the difference between the two of you. I think when you meet somebody when you're 19 years old, when you're a teenager and you're dating and you know you're going to marry this person, you haven't built your brand yet. Yeah. Yep, you're, ha- exactly. you're happy to take his last name. Yes. And you're right. I think about my 19-year-old self, I would have taken his last name yes. as long as it wasn't a dumb last name. I have mm-hmm. a very simple last name. It's yes. Bain. I'm always at the top of every list. Do I want, like, I'm not going to take some <laughs> weird last name, like Dick Out or something horrible that I've got to explain <laughs> to people everywhere I go. But I, I, I'm I'm now, uh, I'm older and I'm like, yeah. I've established who I am. So you're right. The idea of changing who I am. But then I, there's a part of me that thinks if I got married, professionally, of course, I would st- Everybody only knows me as Andrea Bain. But personally, I'm not sure if I would, I think I might want to change my name. Mainly, I don't know, there's something about it. Even though I know all of this information now, there's a little part of me that just likes that connection of being called Mr. and Mrs. I such com- and such are walking into the room. Agree. It's the there's a little something. Yeah. And yeah. then there's also a big question. Okay, you, you perfectly explained why you want to keep your last name, and I understand that. But suppose you have children with your husband. So now, when you guys go on a vacation, is it... Yeah. Mr. Such-and-Such and his two children of the same last name and this Fotini Iconomopolis girl? Like, who? Yeah. how do you connect yourself to your family? Or... How are you going to, what last name are you going to give your children? That's the practical side of me coming into play again. Mm. So that's why I have such mixed feelings about it. So publicly, there's no doubt in my mind I'd continue to be Fotini Iconomopoulos. Mm-hmm. On my passport, I don't know. I don't know what would change. I think I might end up hyphenated if that would happen. Mm-hmm. And if I were to have children, I think you have to make a decision to not, I, you cannot hy- hyphenate Iconomopoulos dash something. I didn't want yeah. to say, it. I didn't want to say Fotini, work. but I was like, if how I was many a letters? Bain or a Smith uh, or something, simple. I would probably make my kids do a hyphen. But this is, I can't even find a enough room on forms that I fill out for my name, let alone a hyphen one. So you're saying, so if you had children, this is all scenario, so if you got married, had children, you would give your children your husband's last name? 
I wouldn't have a problem with that. Only because it is so conventional and mm. it, it'd be like swimming upstream to try and get anybody, even the most advanced man, to take my name. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with them having one name instead and, of a ridiculous hyphen. Yeah, and you brought up a really interesting topic, even though there's no man in the room right now. Um, that wasn't by choice, but it was just... I'm wondering how they feel about it. Like, when you date guys, if you, do you think if you told your husband, Nadine, back in the day before you got married, listen, I love you, but I'm not taking your last name. This is my identity. I'm a haze. I'm staying a haze, yeah. and you just got to deal with it. Do you think he would have been accepting of that? Absolutely not. I've not met that man yet. And I have conversations with men like that all the time. They're mm-hmm. like, absolutely not. We would not take the woman's last name. You know, unless you had tons of money, you unless know? you're unless you're a Winfrey, <laughs> unless you're Winfrey, <laughs> unless you're then Winfrey. My name could be Listen, George Winfrey. That, everybody, that's all good. everybody, everybody would that. change their last. I would yeah. be a lesbian for over, and I would change <laughs> right? their last. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can only. I know one person in my entire network, and I know thousands of people. I know mm-hmm. one whose husband took her name, mm-hmm. and they're kind of. They're a bit different. Like my, my sister and I would call them hippies because they, yeah. they are very forward thinking and fluid and all those wonderful things. But the only other even celebrity one I can think of is Zoe Saldana. Her husband took her name. Oh. And I mean, she's, she, and I remember Zoe's reading about it. Yeah, I remember yeah. reading about it. And she was worried about him doing it because she said, your friends are going to slam yep. you for it. Yep. It's going to be a real issue. It's also culturally. He's Italian. Yeah. And then he was wow. like, no, I, yeah. I think I should do it. I want to do a this lot, for you. I have you. a lot of respect for that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's I think it's a rare bird that's going to be able to do that. And I'm OK with that. I think we need a few decades to catch up to get to that point. Yeah. So and it's not important enough for me to go oh my god my kids have to have my name my, if my parents don't care about it and my dad is the one that gave me that name then it's not going to be all that important to me do you me. have any brothers in your family I have a sister so it's the same scenario so the both of you so yeah and she changed that? her name and it's she did. almost as long as my my current my her maiden name <laughs> so no but do you worry about that because I think when you I think about the lineage it's like if there are two daughters in the family and they mm-hmm. both get married then you lose the economopolis is done you get married you change your name then that's it it stops right there. I think I'm coming from a different place, though, because in my culture, in the Greek culture, you name your kids after your parents. So mm. I think we're less concerned about last names in my culture, and we're more concerned about first names. First names, really? So if I were to have a son, mm. and I didn't name him Emmanuel after my dad, then I'd be disowned. Ah. <laughs> okay. That, okay, that's, yeah. you know what, and that would be much easier. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so that's why the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, the joke is, oh, these are my cousins, Nick, 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 and Nick, because, yeah, because they're all named after one person. I you know what, one I, went person. To, I went to junior high school with a lot of Georges. Yeah, I have, I have a couple cousins named Joanne, just like my sister, because they're all named after the same grandmother. And it just so happened I was the only one named after my maternal grandmother. So they take more pride in that first name, I think, than they do the last name, because they know those will change. What about yes. doing a hybrid of your last name? Because this is a suggestion I heard. You do a hybrid of your last name and his la- last name, and you legally just change the last name situation. I think Nadine, it, I can see Nadine's face, and she's like, Mm-mm. Yeah, no, and my, and my daughter. So these are the conversations that my daughters are having, you know, yeah. it's in terms of how they would do it. And I, just last week, we had this conversation with Danielle, who's Danielle Spencer, and, you know, she's saying, if I get married, well, maybe the kids will have both last names. You know, okay. but for her, she's going to keep her last name. Hmm. So the young girls are just not doing it. Yeah, they're keeping they're not, their last name. Yeah. I don't love the mishmash either because no one knows who that is. So if I marry somebody with a last name like Smith and they and I, all of my network knows him or people get to know him because of me mm-hmm. and I take that name, they're going to be able to associate it with him. And if he takes mine, they'll be able to associate that with me. But Smithopolis or something like yeah. that, everyone, no one knows who Smithopolis, Smithopolis. is. Like you're starting all yeah. over again. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. no positive association with that for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's no connection to anybody's family. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is then when I only know one person. She recently got married. She is uh, what would you call her? A millennial, and her she took her husband took her last name, so they hyphenated both of their last names. But again, she's a millennial, and I'm like, I don't know anybody else who's doing that. I've never heard. I again, like you, I've never met the guy yeah. who's like, yeah, that's fine. I'll take your last name. Yeah. Never. Even as a joke, my cousin uh, is married. She's been married for a very long time, and I sometimes call her husband Mr. Bain. And just in joke, his face, he makes his face mm-hmm. like, like, no, no, don't go there. Don't go there. It's not, that's <laughs> not funny. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, yeah. it's because she runs the show in that, in yeah. their house. But it's just like, even in joke, he's like, no, 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 no. Because it's not even. very patriarchal society. You know, yeah. men need to have their importance and the. But just because things are done a certain way, do we have to continue to do them the same way? Well, I don't think it's only because Remember, of the we couldn't vote. Remember, we couldn't yeah, vote at yes. one point, and we weren't allowed to go and buy a house. But here's the weird thing for me. I don't think it's just because of the men that this is happening. I think there's been a bit of a boomerang. So as much as I at one point thought, what if he took my name, or what mm. if we hyphenated, many of my friends, I think it's because so many of us are marrying later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. any of my friends who got married in their 30s, because I'm still in my 30s, um, the second, literally, the second they got married, within seconds they've changed their Facebook name to the last name of their spouse and I'm going I'm looking through my feed one day going who is this person I don't know anybody with that last name because I never know their husband's last names and it was like the second it happened they Mm -hmm. wanted to do it because it's this badge of honor because I waited so damn long to meet this person that I want to make sure everybody knows that I got married can we discuss that for a second I remember hearing a woman tell a guy listen I want my eggs cracked and my last name dropped and I was like what what (laughs) I haven't heard that (laughs) what Dakota I was like what in the hell did she just say? And it's like, she's waiting. Like a lot of women, let's be honest, not every single woman who's dying to be single, she was waiting to get married and she was like, I'm having children and Mm -hmm. I'm getting rid of my last name. I am dying to be a Mrs. So-and-so. I think the only time I've honestly had that strong feeling is when I was really angry at my father or my my dad's side of the family. I'm like, God, I got to get rid of this last name. Bunch of assholes in this family. I was like, I, I gotta get, I gotta get away from these people. How do I? You know what? I gotta get married. I don't care what his last name is. I just, I can't be a bane right now. But then when I calm down, it's like I, I can't imagine anybody calling me anything else. And it is a thing that I, I don't know if you guys have done this. You've been married for twenty seven years, so yeah. maybe not. But every time I meet a guy, and I, of course, you find out his last name, I always do the Andrea Fletcher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I told you I do. Does that it. work? For yeah, does that work? Do I like that? Does that flow? I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. Like I always, and I'm, I don't know if everyone out there do it, but I always do it. Any guy, me, and then some guys. This one guy I dated, he was a lawyer. Oh, such a jackass! But he had the worst last name. The worst. Like, it was the worst last name. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't care how this turns out. No, can't do there's it. There's no way in hell. And I knew by his <laughs> attitude that whoever he marries, he's expecting mm-hmm. her to take that last yes. name. And I was like, Are you out of your mind? No one wants that god awful last name that rhymes with someone's genitals. But you know, <laughs> everybody to their order we are some of us are keeping our last names some of us are not keeping our last names oh one last thing I want to know when because you mentioned something that I was curious about because I have an aunt who did this when women get divorced and keep their husband's last name millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do we agree with that? That confuses me because I feel like once that union is over and I am no longer Mrs. So-and-so and and I've gone back to being single, I know a lot of women who still 
years later, still keep their husband's last name. So ex husband's last name. Yeah. So my sister got divorced and she went back to her maiden name. Okay. Right. But I was very clear that my maiden name was not going to be a name I would ever have. I would have changed it if I didn't get married. Really? You know? Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Is it why? My father was just an abusive man. He was not a good person. I just did not want to be a hey at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Right. So I, the first chance, I changed my name and I would never uh-huh. go back. And so if I got if something were to happen, I'd got and I get remarried, I would definitely keep my name because, like she says, my brand and my identity, everything, all my papers from school yeah. is in Spencer. So I would never change that. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's I, I think it's it's going to be something that's going to be case by case these days because mm-hmm. I know at least a dozen people. I've I've gone to at least twelve second weddings. And I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And most of those people have divorced within the first two years. So 18 months to two years. If, I, if my friends make it past two years, I'm like, you're good. You're golden. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where I find so a lot of people work for only two yeah, years of marriage. Totally. But I don't think two years is long enough to have a new identity associated with that particular name. I really don't. Agreed. So I think it would be normal to mm-hmm. go back to your maiden name in that amount of time. Yes. But even for me, if I got married in my 20s and I'm now in my 30s yeah. and I've built this career mm-hmm. in that amount of time, I probably would stick with that married name because practically speaking, again, mm-hmm. it's for me, it's all about the practical because mm-hmm. yeah. I know a lot of great career women who have tried to revert to their maiden names after a number of years. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at my inbox going, who, I'm sorry, who is this? And they go, oh, it's me. That's my, you know, I'm going, trying to go back to my maiden name and, and my so only- and so. Here's the deal. I understand that, but my main issue with that is, okay, so if we're no longer together, we are divorced, that means that he is free to do whatever he wants, which means that there's a great possibility that he will remarry. So you're telling me now there are going to be two of us with the same last name? And the only reason we have this last name is because we married this man, but one of us is the wife, and the other one is no longer the wife. So are we having two Mrs. Spencers? Because I'll tell you something. Mm-mm, not on my watch. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, he, if he remarries, it's going to be confusing. When we go to a function, like, say, you know, your children's graduation, their wedding, Mr. and Mrs. Spencer, and one of you has to be like, oh, yeah, that's not. Like, that is, to, to me, the confusion. I will always be your- the... The. Oh, okay. wait! But the that, new woman on that, the block, she better stay back. But she better, new, she better wait, step back. Let's be real. The new woman on the block may not. She's like, that is the old wife. I'm the new wife. Oh, no, Tell no. her to sit down. I, it's my turn. There's a good chance she. There's can be that a good person. chance, but not on my watch. Really? That's right. Dang. I only. I don't oh, have my children's wedding. Oh no. I'd only have the issue with the Mrs. part, the fact that signals I'm still married. Because there's a lot of Spencers. There's even other Iconomopolises. I've looked them up. (laughs) So the the last name piece doesn't bother me. It's the signal that I am currently married that bothers me or that I'm still attached to this person. So if I could go by a Ms. Spencer instead of a Mrs., that'd be a perfect scenario But then that's not the way it is. You're not his sister. You were his wife. That's why you have that last name. So that's why you are the – that Mrs. comes with that last name. The origin for me doesn't matter anymore, though. It's it the here's who's who is my identity today? What is that label that I need today for people to know who I am? Uh, and that's it. I would get rid of that last name. We're divorced. I'm getting rid of that last name. Because mm. when you remarry, I don't want to be associated with that. I don't want there to be two of us. Yeah. There's only there can only be one. One. There can only be one. <laughs> and if it's not me, well, then I, I'm going back to whatever last name. But I, I could. That's a part of it that I'm like, yeah. if we get divorced. I got to get rid of it because it's yeah. like I don't want to be in that room because, you know, eventually you're going to be in that same room with that woman. And it's like, yeah, why are you carrying this last name? She's the new one. Yeah. So I think that's it. I guess I don't worry about being in the same room as that woman either. either. I'm going to own whatever room I go in. Well, that's what I say. I'm going to own whatever room I'm in. So that's it. I know, but part of owning who you are is your name, is it not? 
I, you know, so that's where I, I think it's not. It's not mm. the names. It's how you carry yourself. It's who you are. So even even without the name, mm. you know, you own your space. You own you own your identity. The name is a part of it, but it's who you are and how confident you are. I think it also speaks to the way that when I end relationships, I want a clean yeah. break. Okay, yeah. I want nothing yeah. of yours. I, get that. I want nothing. nothing. I gather every all your shit up. <laughs> I cut it out like cancer. <laughs> and I put it in a bag. Is it like the waiting to exhale scene uh, yes, where there's and a I fire? Tie it up, then I tie it up, <laughs> and I go. Either you're gonna get a text to come pick it up or I'm dropping it off at yep. some kind of like place to donate or it's going straight in the garbage. And I think that's my whole thing about like if I were to get divorced, I don't want any part of you. So your and your last name is a big But you know, part Andrew, of you. it might be friendly. So hypothetically speaking, you might be in a relationship that for whatever reason didn't look at my work look at my eyes. Look at my I, eyes. I, I you think it. my no, divorce is gonna <laughs> be friendly to Dean? I can I, I see it. I <laughs> you know, think my gonna be like an, you're gonna be like Angela Bassett and waiting to exhale. You're gonna burn everything. Burn everything. Sell the car for a dollar, right? And then burn the rest. Everything's on the lawn. Everything's on the lawn. Everything's a dollar. Call me to that yard sale. I don't I don't I don't want anything bad. I don't want you divorcing. I don't want any of that, but you know, call me to the yard sale if it happens. There was one guy that I Dave and I go, listen, my sister's a lawyer, so this divorce won't cost me a thing. So just know that. He was like, what? I go, no, I'm joking. And you think marriage is going to come out of this now, Andrew? No. I didn't want to marry him. He ran. I just want to let him know. I'm like, just let you know. You want to drag this out. It's not going to cost me anything. My sister, I got free legal counsel. That's right. And she's a shark. So uh, you do whatever you want. Make your own decisions. So would you choose to have a child by yourself at 27 years old? Now, an article in Flair magazine documented a young woman's choice to start her family after she promised herself at 25 that if she didn't find a partner, she would make the decision to start her family on her own. And she kept her word. Now, she addresses that before getting pregnant, telling men she was dating about her desire to have children scared a lot of them off. And she was often told to keep those thoughts to herself. But after dating a man she called a cadult, which I love that word, um, she decided it was time to to, uh, to break up with him and to start her family on her own, or as she put it, stop trying to force this part of my fairy tale to look the same as everyone else's. Now, after a few failed attempts with sperm donors and one guy she met out of town, she finally got pregnant. Now, the article ends there, but I honestly feel like that's where the article should have started. So I'm just curious. I have one woman without any children and not married, and I have a woman who is married with two grown children. What do you think about this young woman's decision? It's great. You think it's great, Nadine? Absolutely fantastic. Now, as a married woman, I'm surprised you say that. Why? Because she's making a decision to do the next thing with her life without a man. Like, she wants to have a child, mm-hmm. and she's, she has the resources. She's going to do it. My daughter and I have the same conversation. My eldest daughter says, Mom, if I get to 30 and I do not have anyone on the horizon, I'm going to have a child. And I said, I fully support you. I will be in the delivery room to rub your back and go through labor. Really? You'll be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm really, I'm so, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why I thought you would have the opposite opinion about that. Yeah. But that's very interesting. So what about you, Fotini? I see your arms crossed. What are you, what are you <laughs> thinking about this? I don't have a problem with it. I know I wouldn't choose that for me, but because motherhood is not the be all end all for me. I'm not mm-hmm. opposed to kids, but I'm also not chasing them. Yeah. Um, so if I decided I desperately want to be a mom, I'd be like, I'm not going to wait around for some fool, you know, to, yeah. to be there for me. And I, I've watched a lot of, I guess, my friends get married for the sake of having children yes. and marry the wrong person the clock, and be in yeah. really unhappy marriages. Yeah. So I would actually rather be alone and raising somebody than be in a terrible marriage just to be able to raise somebody. Now, the, one of the reasons why that doesn't work for me, though, is I don't have the resources to do that. I don't have family in the city. My family lives over an hour away. 
And I've and I've been around a ton of single moms, both in my family and some of my close friends from high school. Mm-hmm. And they had kids really early. They ended up in broken relationships and they had to raise those kids on their own. So mm-hmm. having watched that, that's not something that I want for myself because I think it takes a village. And I don't have that village around me here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be able to do. I mean, I'd figure it out. If worse came to yeah. worse and something happened, yeah. I figured that stuff out. But I'm not willingly going into that. I'd rather do it with somebody who's going to support me when the days are really bad and go, don't worry, I'll take him out and go to the park or something like that. I'll give you some peace. Hmm. Or someone who's going to back me up when a kid's screaming and having a temper tantrum that they can't have something. Mm-hmm. But that's my preference. I don't see a problem if someone else has a preference as long as they're doing it responsibly. If you can't afford to bring a child into this world and you can't handle it, then why would you go down that path? Otherwise, I'd say you don't really need to have a partner okay anymore to do And it. it's interesting because that could be said for uh, two people having children. They may not have the resources anyway. Yeah. So I just think if you are able, you have the resources, whether mm-hmm. you are one person or two, that's okay. Because some people shouldn't be having children anyway. Yeah, yeah. whether they're married or, or, or single. Or single. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. so then I'm going to be the only person in the room because I read this article and I thought this woman was fantasizing uh, mm-hmm. having children. I thought she, when I was listening to like reading through what she was saying I thought you are not you need to spend some time with a child like day in day out this is a 24-7 job that you are signing up for by yourself and yes money you need money because you know daycare is expensive mm-hmm. children are expensive but you also there's a balance you need help nobody raises a child by their by themselves as you as we just talked mm-hmm. about even mm-hmm. people with two parents it's a struggle And what she was not addressing is like, yes, you want to have this child on your own because you haven't met this guy in this fairy tale, but you're only 27. What you really need to see is look at your network of people. Look at your friends and your family because those are the people you're going to be calling on quite a bit when you're in a jam, when you can't make it. If you get sick, if something happens to you, you are choosing this life. And I know sometimes people end up single parenting anyway, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying you're choosing to start this life with this, this child by yourself and it's beyond finances do you have what it takes to be you know a balanced parent a balanced parent for this kid you're only 27 years old I also feel like she's only 27 I would have taken that money and all of those resources that she spent on sperm don't and I would have frozen my eggs but you know Andrew so that you could so that you could take your time live your life and when you find that person you can be like it doesn't matter if I meet you at 45 those eggs have been on ice because those your eggs are fresh. Your eggs are good at 26, 27 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, but they're better yeah. when they're on ice if they've been fertilized. fertilized. So the stats aren't great. The stats yeah. aren't great, but I would not, I don't know, the idea of entering this life by myself. Like, I was like, you need to spend some time with a kid. It's beyond money. It is it is you want the best. Everybody, yeah. I think, wants the best for their children. Yeah. And I just feel like you're having, because when I was 27, my uterus would like ache every time I saw a kid. And then I'd tell my uterus, why don't you shut the hell up? Because <laughs> it's that feeling I think it's a it's a natural maternal yeah. thing for not everyone but a lot of women to have that feeling of like oh the baby smells so good I want one you yeah. want one but you know what I'm gonna say this you're probably not gonna be happy with no, this no no this, this, this is so I, yeah okay is I I think at 27 so I know for sure what I know for sure is that I could not be the person that have a child at 40 I know that for sure mm-hmm. I, so I had my first child at 24 okay right? and I'm glad I did. Right and and my last child I had before thirty. There's no way I could be a parent uh, at in. 30, I disagree 40. with that. When Why I, don't you think you could be a parent? Because at 40? a patience. Um, when you're young, you have more energy. There's a lot more that you have when you're younger. Mm-hmm. So she might not have all the resources, but it sounds like she has some. She does. But her ability 
being 27 to make that decision and that's not an easy decision she also i feel like she didn't address other people in her life she needed to talk to her your parents because they're the ones who are going to be helping you out a bit or your best friend or whoever it is that's and, in and, your and they may not and the, the challenge is even with two parents i remember when i had when we had our children we had my mom we had extended i'm from a family of 14 right oh jeez so i have an ex you have a oh you have lots of people to you call you would think you would think but we didn't you know really? so that's the thing that's the reality is that you don't necessarily have that extended family to pull in from we had to, some great friends like your friends became this family yeah. you know and so I applaud her decision to do that um, and she's doing it at the right time because I tell you at 30 and 35 it would be harder well, she she did make mention of one thing where both her mother and her grandmother have endometriosis. And then there's a, mm-hmm. th- there's a reality that she touched on of, like, women with fertility issues. Everybody thinks fertility issues happen to women po- post-35. It's like, no, there are women who are in their early 20s who cannot get pregnant. Yeah. So I understood her kind of like, I don't want to wait until it's, it's an issue late. for me because I already know going in that this is a family issue for me yes. and I'm probably going to be facing the same thing. So I understood, I understand that pressure, but I still really felt like she was a little bit... She and herself, I felt like it was living some kind of fairy tale that she's just like, I'm going to do by myself. I'm going to get a sperm donor. I'm going to raise my baby. And it's like, mm. So question for you. You're a single girl. Yeah. Right? You don't have children. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. Go ahead with your question. <laughs> you don't have children yet. No. Right? Oh, but these, you know, eggs, these eggs are fried. I, uh, <laughs> well, you know, Janet Jackson had a baby at 50, so you, you can... Can we, we can, address that? Can I we love, still... You can, they, they can happen. They did the same. They said the same thing. But Madonna had her baby at 50. Uh, Janet had her baby at 50. Listen, listen. I don't know. We don't know where those men got those eggs. They're rich. They know who knows what kind listen, of doctor the they have. The queen could have a baby if she wanted, right? That's what I'm saying. Those yes. people have uh, limited resources. I have a checking and a savings account, and I know that 50 years old. Are you kidding me? No, I... Like, God bless those women. But when people say that, I go, mm, you'll notice one thing those women have in common. They're very rich. So, oh, yeah. so you wouldn't do it? No. No. I, I wouldn't do it. I really wouldn't do it. And I, I'm trying to not, because I know I'm trying not to put my opinion, because I'm like Fotini. Like, having kids back in my 20s, I'm like, if it happened, and if I was married and had a solid relationship, and my husband was like, we should start, I probably would have. Yeah. But it was not, it was not on my list of things okay. to do. So that's why I think I'm looking at this young woman like, you know, it's a huge, huge responsibility. And you don't want to not be able to give your kid every single thing, meaning also meaning your time, your patience, your re- like everything. And I just feel like at 27 Andrea, by yourself. no matter how much, and I speak from experience, yeah? no matter how much you give your children, it's not enough. Really? It's not enough. Yeah, so so you get a dog. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Sounds it was like a great argument for getting another dog. Right? It was it was my experience watching those single moms around me because my cousins are all a lot older than me, and mm-hmm. uh, some of my fr- some of my friends got started having babies really young, mm-hmm. and having watched those single parents, that's what's turned me off of it. I think by default at her age, I probably would have been thinking the same thing had I not had that exposure already. And that's how mm-hmm. I feel. I'm like, I think she needs a little like a good two weeks with somebody else's kid. And you do it on your own and see if she still thinks that she wants to run and do this by herself. And it was interesting because we don't know how she's like, I don't know if she had the kid. I don't know if she had twins. It's another thing. Suppose she has twins. Then what? I just think it was a it's an interesting article. And I'm just wondering if like the millennial girls and it's because your daughters are in there. And more and more. Yeah, I know. I know. I have four friends that has taken that decision. They didn't meet anybody and they had kids. I don't know how they they, did. And they they feel happy about it. They they feel very happy. The hardest. um, Yeah. The hardest challenge Mm -hmm. uh, they've mentioned is that they have to tell the child at some point that, you know, they don't have a dad. You know, they were whether it's a sperm bank or however they got the 
uh, the conception, yeah. they don't have the traditional story. That's the hardest. That's been the hardest yeah. from what I've heard. Uh, that's, yeah, that's another factor because mm-hmm. you have to explain to your child because I do think it's important and we've yeah. all seen it. You know, it's good to have that balance. I know not everybody gets it, but to have that balance of both a mother and a father. But then yeah. my mother always says, you know what? You only need one good parent. Mm-hmm. Yes. You really only Absolutely. need one good parent. So I don't want to put too much emphasis on that. I just think at 27, I would have frozen my eggs instead. I think you just need to know what you're getting into. So a couple of my friends who have done it later, they t- talked to their friends and said, hey, I know it takes a village. This is what I'm thinking of doing. Can I count on your support? And so mm. some of my friends are actually the people that, oh, on Mondays, I go pick up the baby from daycare for her type of thing. Now, I'm not part of that camp. I was going to say, <laughs> like, oh, are you on that nope, call? I am not on that list. But I like, applaud girl, them for Andrew's doing like, your homework. Call don't me. I was the first. I'd be like, I'm on the do not call list. But that mother went around and made sure she did a checklist of, smart. do I have the resources Very to do that? Smart. She was older than 27. That's what I felt yeah. was missing from this girl story. You, It's not just you don't do this by yourself. Yeah. You need to check in with the people who are in your network to see mm-hmm. if they're on board to really help you. Because yeah. I would be, I'd be like, girl, I love you. But mm-mm. I might help you out in a jam if I happen to have free time, but I'm not going to be on a schedule to pick your kid up before five o'clock from the daycare. So that no, yeah. no, yeah. I already know I'm not doing that. Yeah. Again, did I mention I had a dog and I barely, barely <laughs> yes, took care of it? You took one step further than I did. I didn't even get the dog. <laughs> oh, I got here to do it, and that's the thing. And not to equate children with pets because they're not the same. I know this, but it's like even having a dog where my dog just needs bare minimum. She needs two walks and she needed food and water. And even that, sometimes I'm like, I have meetings. I have somewhere to go. I have a what am I going to do with you? And I'm looking, I'm like, I brought you into my life. And even I'm looking at this little scruffy dog that leaves. She doesn't need me to, you know, read her a book and none of that stuff. She just needs food, water, and two walks a day. And even that, I'm like, kid, it changes, I got to drop you though. off somewhere. So I know if you both don't have children, but it changes. It really does change. When you hold that little baby in your hand, it, it something happens. I think I missed that part. I think when God was putting me together, he was like, because mm. I swear. You I stepped would, out of the line when I, they were handing oh, out that. He was like, oh, I ran out. Sorry, Andrew. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because I swear, I will hold that child and everybody around me. I can see everybody around me. Like, they're lighting up. They're like, oh, oh my God. And you're not. And I am dead inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is your cue. This is great. But I'm like within, like in my head, I'm there's a clock going off. It's like, okay, how many more seconds I gotta hold this before, <laughs> before I give I you can back? Just be like, okay, <laughs> like do I have to wait till you cry, or can I just be like, okay, well, I, do I have to make an excuse? Like, you know, when a guy buys you a drink at the bar, and you're like, how long do I gotta make small talk <laughs> <Before I'm laughs> <idiot? on. laughs> before I get yes. out of here? And be like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't have that inside of me. See, I, I do, but I'm too pragmatic to go. This is nice. I enjoy this baby. I'm glad I can give him back when the diaper is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And but I could also handle that if I had to. But at the same time, I'm going, well, it's not for me unless it's under these circumstances, unless those circumstances change. And if I was met with those circumstances, I'd figure it out and I'd be happy about it. But I'm I'm, like I said, I'm not opposed to it. Mm -hmm. But I also when I'm holding a baby, that biological clock doesn't get louder because I'm just pragmatic going. This isn't my fate right now. Mm -hmm. And if my fate changes, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's also you're still in those baby making years. I'm getting. I'm aging out of them. I'm you approaching so? forty. I'm thirty-eight, so I've only giving myself a few more years in that window. I don't want to be a fifty-year-old mom. Like no. I don't want to be. You don't want to be like Jackson. Janet Jackson. <laughs> no, for the reasons that you mentioned, I I just don't see myself having the energy and the capability yeah. to do that starting a lot later. So I've only got a few years see, left before I close the window altogether. And I always thought if you have children later, I think those kids are going to keep you younger. That's what my. I, that, listen again. I don't have children. I'm thinking if I'm fifty and I got like. 
I have a baby. Well, now I have to stay younger. I have to stay fit because I have to be here to take care of that kid. Instead of looking at like, listen, kid, mommy's almost (laughs) (laughs) retired. I'm tired. I'm not. My knees aren't the same. I'm thinking, no, I got to like make sure I go to Pilates because this kid needs me. Yeah. You know, so when we had our kids, I remembered when because we had our kids very young, 24 and 25. I remember we were the youngest parents. And I remember Nolan and I would see these tired older people with, you know, 40 year old with their kids and they were just tired. And I just thought I'm glad that I wasn't a part of that yeah the only thing I said because my my cousin's much like you she got married and she had her kids in her in her early 20s all of my Italian Greek Portuguese girlfriends married by before they were 25 mm-hmm. and the one bonus I see now is why I'm in my 40s is they're all they're having the time of their lives because their kids are grown mm-hmm. and have been out of the house for a while and they still have a lot of life to live so they're like this is great I'm so yeah like you can sit down oh. right so they're my daughters right oh my how God. awesome is that your, that's where oh your God. daughters are stunning you look like <laughs> thank sisters. you I right know. we get the whole we're, we're like sisters and we can do so much together just as these and we talk we're and open you're, and you're still very young yeah so I'm so here's something that's going to go off the grid so my daughter <laughs> I remembered once my daughter says mom what's a blowjob whoa <laughs> How do you answer that question? I told her. I told her. I told her exactly what it was because I wanted the truth. Always, yeah. mom will yeah. always tell you the truth. That's all there is to it. That's it. But did you have a panic attack? You must have had a mild panic attack. No, I was always prepared for these things. And my mother's like, "Why, Nadine? You tell the pit of them too much. You must be so honest with them." <laughs> Being Jamaican, right? Yeah. No, but I, you have to be honest, right? But we had that um, relationship, yeah. so yeah, it, it was See, good. It's my good. mother gave my mother was very honest too. At age nine, I got the sex talk, but it was not like girlfriends. It was just like she wanted me to know because she realized I was a very inquisitive kid, and she was like, "I want to get to you before anybody else does." Yeah. If you're gonna find out what a blowjob is. I'm gonna. You want to find out what ejaculation means? You're gonna hear it from me. Yes. And I remember feeling like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> I grew up in the opposite What did I do to deserve this 20-minute chat that just won't end about (laughs) hard penises and fallopian tubes? Like, what is happening here? But then in the long run, I couldn't believe how many of my friends' parents did not talk about sex at not all. at all in my house. Yes. Not, not, not a word. Immaculate conception is all we knew. Right? So, okay, that's like, okay. <laughs> See, this is the thing. But mm-hmm. then you're leaving your child open, open. to whatever person. Yeah, whatever. It could be a good person or, or not so or good not. person exactly. to find out about like anal sex yes. and all that I don't jazz. know if my yeah. parents assumed that school was going to take care of that, but it was never a subject that you could tell they were ever going to cover in our really? home. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you wish they talked to you about no. it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my mom telling me that. See, I I think you, especially now, especially now with the way things are with the internet, where it's like before to see a naked body, you really had to go out of your way and either stay up late to watch some movie Mm -hmm. or you had to like get somebody's older sibling to have some kind of playboy Mm -hmm. or playgirl magazine. Now it's everywhere. And I think parents are doing themselves a disservice by not telling their children everything. It's like get to them first because Mm -hmm. they're getting the information. They are. It's on their phone. That cool phone that you just bought them. Yeah. It's like two seconds. Two seconds. It's a Siri search. mm -hmm. summer I did a project empowerment camp for girls. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a day camp, 11 to 14 year old girls. Mm-hmm. They know a hell of a lot more than I would have ever known at that age, yep. thanks to social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we covered some big topics. I didn't get into the subject of sex, but we talked about pressure to do things. Oh, they know. Their parents can handle that conversation, but yeah. you need to because they are far more educated, whether we like it or not, from social media education. Listen, yeah. one of my girlfriends told me that her her teenage daughter told us, like, yeah, they have blowjob parties. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry. Everything's what? starting First a lot of all, what kind of, That doesn't sound like 
like a party to me. Right, exactly. Sounds it's like just... something you don't want to get invited to. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> like the last invitation you want to get. I can't even imagine. But it's all like it, things that were like a big deal for us. It's like, no, it's just it's common. It's nothing for them. It's, it's common. And, and they don't realize that uh, sex is more than just intercourse. So they think by doing a blowjob or something like that, that it's, that it's not sex. It doesn't count. Um, guess what? You can get a disease from that too. And yeah. so they're so uneducated and parents are assuming that everything's okay and they're yeah. getting all those lessons. And now we're going backwards in terms of sex education Absolutely. in school. Yeah, so listen. now the pressure is on for parents. My parents managed to get away with it. Yeah. You can't get away with it anymore. Not today. No, Not no. Today. you got to give them the yeah. information. And the only way to do it is to have all the information out See, and open and But that honest. story you just told about your daughter asking you, like, what's a blowjob? I'm like, that's the best birth control ever. It's like, I think I want to have kids. Your daughter asked you what? You know what? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that. <laughs> I don't want to explain blowjobs to anybody. What's a blowjob? Oh. Do you want to know technique? What are you asking? <laughs> what are you asking? Just tell them the facts. Just, okay. Don't give them like the, well, this is the way mommy does it. Um, <laughs> no, my only thing was that. Um, do not do it unless it's, it's it, something you want to do. Yeah, unless it's something you want to do. And it has to go both ways. Yeah, actually, I heard this really funny story about this woman. She said her daughter at the dinner table, she's sitting there with her husband and her other daughter, and her daughter's like, uh, Mom, uh, what's anal, and do you and Dad do that? And she said her and her husband just paused. She looked over at her husband, and she said to her daughter, Only for jewelry, dear. Only for jewelry. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Like, that is the funniest oh response ever. Is... Only for jewelry. I'd be like, what's a blowjob? Mm, I only do that for jewelry, darling. <laughs> only for expensive dinners and jewelry. <laughs> on that note, let's move on. Who is more likely to say I love you first in relationships, men or women? What do you ladies think? Fotini, what do you think? I'm going to guess it's women. You're going to think it's women? Women. You're going to think it's women? You both are wrong. Wow. You're both wrong. According to an article in Your Tango, researchers at MIT reported that men say I love you 61.5% of the time. The study also revealed that on average, men consider saying those three little words six weeks earlier than women. Six what? weeks, yes. Researchers also found that men start thinking about saying I love you after 97 days. So three and like roughly like three and a half months in, they start saying, they start thinking about saying I love you. Now I'm thinking about my last relationship uh, and that guy said it within the first two months. And I was like, I wasn't quite ready to say it, so I'm like, what is the correct response? Thank you. Like, I don't know, but I'm curious. Um, I'll get there. I have said that I'll before. I'll get there. It's like, yeah, what do you say with you're not feeling the same way? I'm like, super awkward. They didn't talk about that in the article, but I'm curious, Nadine. Do you remember when your husband said, I love you? Do you remember? Or did you say it first? No, he, he said it first. Because, okay. you know, at 16, I was so fabulous, right? Yeah, of course. Right? Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, he said it first. Yeah, and you, okay. And what about you, Fotini? Yeah. I'm not usually the one to say it first. I, you know, I'm going to give you my theory and tell me if you, I feel like whoever says it first is the person, because you know, in every relationship, I believe there's one person who likes the other person just a mm-hmm. little bit more. Yes. And I feel like whoever says it first is the person who is a little bit more invested than the other person. Yeah, I don't disagree mm. with you. And, I agree with right? you. I agree. I totally and I, agree. And I know this is going to sound very sexist, but I feel like as a woman, it's better to be in that position of being with somebody who likes you a little bit more. Yeah. It's like, Look, I'm a negotiator for a living. Yeah. I talk about power dynamics and I like having the upper hand <laughs> and maybe that's why I'm single. I don't know. But, no, but I think it's, I, I know it's a very you. unromantic thing to say, but I think there's something to it. I think there's I something agree. when a guy, because remember, this is the person who's going to do the proposing. This is the person who's going to do the ring buying. Uh, we're talking about heterosexual relationships, obviously. But I think if he says it first, it kind of does empower you to be like, okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. I see where this can go. Mm-hmm. You love me. Good. That's the way it should good. go. That's I will say it when I'm good and ready. Yeah. But until then, so I'm just, yeah. But I'm curious. So have you ever said I love you first to a guy? Once. But I felt pressured to say it. <laughs> what, 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 were you in the middle of a blowjob party? What do you no, mean? <laughs> no, it was, it was, 
<laughs> I would not go to one of those parties. <laughs> Thanks, I'm out. <laughs> um, no, I remember it was my first serious relationship in my early 20s. And um, he said something like he was looking me in the eye or something like that. It was one of the, he actually said something like, you know. And I was like, I know. Oh, God. What do I do? What do I say? It was one of those things. Like, what do I say right now? So yeah. I said it first. And eventually he said it, too. But that's the only time I've ever said it first. And I felt pressured to say it because I guess this is what you're supposed to do in the moment yeah. as opposed to this is how I truly feel about somebody. Yeah. No, I felt pressure once. And the, I don't know about you, but the worst time I think to ever hear those words is during intercourse. And it's like. <laughs> Is it real or is it the feeling, right? It, yeah, I know it's good inside there, but that's hey, you really love me. That's all endorphins. <laughs> right, and it's also when like when this person is so close to you and you know when you're in sex, when you're having sex and, you, and he says it, it's with all this passion. Yes. I love you. And it's like, and in my head I'm always like, it's really a bad time to say thank you. So I should just be like, <laughs> I should return the, the Say favor. nothing. If I want to get that orgasm, I know the three <laughs> words that have to come out of my mouth. I love you. I love you. I love you too. Um, <laughs> right? But the article also went on to to say okay so women who get excited about the guy saying I love you first it's like ah but there's a little caveat here ladies they say sometimes men will say those three little words because if you haven't had sex with him first men know it's like if yeah. I say those three words then I bet you the panties will drop a little bit faster and I bet you it does right I bet you it does I'm sure it works on a l- yeah. like, listen we're all pink and gushy inside I'm sure mm-hmm. once you dating a guy and you really like him and you're holding back for a reason you're just looking for that commitment and he finally says I love you I'm sure a lot of them would be like, okay, good. This is a green light for me to feel safe, for me to have sex with him. So they're like, if he says it before you guys have had sex, you got to question a little bit. But if it's post-sex, then you know it's the real thing. And I think the only solution to that is sleep with him on the first date. So then when you hear it, you know it's real. <laughs> Oh, don't even. Say, uh, and, and so, and so, the next question is: is is how do we feel about sleeping with the person on the first date? Oh. So, Fotini, what do you do? I'm a big no on that one. Okay, no. Okay. No, you got to earn a lot. Yeah. In order before you do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm old school. I'm old school. Uh, and I'm not about the first date. I don't like you enough. My vagina yeah. is dead asleep on a first date. So <laughs> the the first date sex for me is just like, um, my brain's not even there. I have to. You have to. Yeah. Fu- I always tell guys, I'm like, you got to fuck me up here in my yeah, head first. before anything else down below even wakes up. So on a first date, I've not met this miraculous man who could get my panties off on a first date. Yeah. It really is. Like, I tell people, I'm like, if you have that feeling. Feeling, and that's what you want to do you're not using my vagina what do I care but for me I'm like no it takes a lot more for me to feel that that way and say it's also a safety issue yes. oh yeah like, let's be people just want yeah. to talk about casual sex and people are still doing mm-hmm. it it's like it's a safety issue and mm-hmm. I'd be only I'd only have myself to blame I feel like if I got an STI from someone mm-hmm. I slept with and I had known them for 24 hours like my doctor has a right to berate me and go Really? Yes. Really? And this day and age? Really? You're doing this? All this information? Mm -hmm. And also, I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. I'm too old for some strange man to be humping and heaving on top of me. And I'm like, I don't even know your last name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing is, for me, it's, it's a lot of... I'm not typically attracted to somebody right away. Yeah. So I I don't get the whole love at first sight thing. It's not my it's not my thing. I actually even if I'm on a first date with you, I'm not even sure if I like you all that much. Yeah. It, you really have to grow on me. I really have to decide is this something I want do I want to have a second date yeah. with you? Cuz you can also so, talk yourself out of the pussy. Like you can. You oh, can. Yeah. I've I've dated lots of guys. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I was going to sleep with you." And then you just said Trump is great. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm done." Like not- you yeah, you really like, I think guys can talk themselves out of it. I I need to know know who you are 
I need I need you to say I need to see how you are. I need to see if you'll hold a door for somebody. I need to see the way you are with a waiter. I need to hear like I need to know all the things to build up. But at the same time, everybody's different. I don't want to make the people who have sex on their first date feel ostracized. Whores. But I'm just <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. To each their own. To each their own. To each their own. To each whore their own. No, I'm lame. I'm lame. I'm lame. But I just think it's and a maybe real... it's because you've not met your Adonis yet. Because if you read Harlequin romances, like so, I used to read a lot of Harlequin romances, and I'm a diehard romantic. Okay, so not so. I am. No, I'm a big, big romantic. So maybe you know, Mr. Adonis will show up, and all the feelings that could happen. But But you have not met him yet. But I gotta say, last night I saw Crazy Rich Asians, which I totally recommend. Everybody should go see it. Mm -hmm. And the woman in the story is. Um, she's a professor and she's, you know, she lives in New York. I'm like, I live in Toronto and I'm a professor. I'm like, where is my crazy rich boyfriend? <laughs> What's happening listen, right he's now? He's around the corner. He's I around was, the corner. Listen, I tell people, I'm like, Megan Markle. Every single woman I meet who's yeah. like, where is he? I go, I do. Megan Markle. 36 on some show that some people are watching, not a lot of people. Divorced. Yeah, she's a great woman. She has a lot. She is very accomplished on her own. But I know a ton of Meghan Markles. Yes, attractive, I agree. fit, yeah. great resume, lots. And they they have almost given up. And I'm like, uh, 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 uh. Meghan Markle is sitting somewhere in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> That's right. Keep, <laughs> yeah. Because but keep hope yeah. alive. Because she no, no, was no. open. You know what? She was open. She yeah. never gave up. She, she was always open. She was also an interesting person. Yes. yes. She also had her own thing going on. So when he met her, she was she, good she to was go. Doing her thing. And exactly. she had great friends who introduced her to people. That's the other thing. The your people friends. you surround yourself the, with. Absolutely. You're so, so true. right. Yeah. So I but I'm just saying, in response friends. to what you said about, you know, maybe my Adonis, if my Nick Young from Crazy Rich Asians came up, maybe my mind would change. Listen. Exactly. You're heading out on a vacation with your family soon he could be there yes you never know you could know. get introduced by know. one of your parents saying I you just never met know. this very nice young man yeah. it wouldn't happen with my parents but <laughs> they don't they don't introduce you I know my parents I would first of all I would never date someone my parents picked out uh, uh. Like just the idea. I'm open like to all things. I just don't think it's likely that they would be able to pick somebody out worthy. worthy you, you, never know. Know. you never know. You never know. Never know. That's the thing. You never That's, know. You never know who you're gonna meet them. Yeah. But Megan Markle, I tell people all the time, I'm like anything is possible. I love her wedding. I people are like, why are you so excited? I go, I think it's because it's like this this uh, this notion that it's not over, and too many women in their 30s, 40s think that it's over. It's like it's not over. It could just be a new beginning. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, keep hope alive. It is time for my favorite part of the show. It's called Hashtag Girl. This is where we help a listener decide if they should hit it, quit it, or forget about it. Now, today's question is from Tasha. Tasha writes, Dear SGP, my parents keep pressuring me to get married. How do I get them off my back? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Nadine, I'll start with you. What do you think uh, Tasha should tell her parents? Tasha should tell her parents that she's very happy Mm -hmm. uh, with herself she doesn't need a man to complete her or a person to complete them, her. Yeah. And um, that when the time is right, it'll happen. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Fotini? Yeah. Mine's not very different. But I mean, as, as somebody who does conflict management for a living and having <laughs> having lived this exact scenario, the scenario of the listener, mm-hmm. I would, my response to my parents when they say that is, why do you want that for me? And they'll say something like, I want you to be happy. Are you I don't want you to die alone. Where are they, and I'll ask, are you assuming that I'm not happy? Or do you think I would really die alone? Do, would you rather me meet somebody just for the sake of not being alone who's mm-hmm. not going to treat me well? Because mm-hmm. those have yeah. been the things that I've come across so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want me to go 
meet somebody who's not going to treat me well, then I'm happy to go do that and ruin my life. Is that what you want from yeah. me? And then that usually gets them to quiet down for a few years. Into backing yes. off. Yes. That's yes. good. Yeah. No, no, that works. <laughs> I yeah, bought myself good. a few years at yeah. a time. Listen, I, my mother and father went through a, like through my late twenties, went through a heavy, heavy phase of like bludgeoning me to death with like, when are you going to get married? I understand. Everybody's married. Everybody's getting married. Am I going to get some grandbabies? And I was just like, I would deflect those questions and I would ignore them. And then I realized, you know what? Let me just have that conversation with my parents. So I sat them down and I give them, I gave them details about my current dating situation and about the guys that I dated that they'd met and what those guys did to me or how things ended and what I was really going through and my career and what I wanted. And when I sat down and gave them all the specs about what was going on in my life, they calmed down and we stopped having those discussions. Mm -hmm. And also gave them the reality of like, remember uh, such and such's kid? She got married and then she got divorced a year later. And look at what happened. And he was beating her. I'm like, you got to stop. Like, if you, this is a great, marriage is a wonderful thing to do. But if you do it with the wrong person, it can really, really screw up your life and your finances and everything. And once I gave them that conversation and the reality of what I was going through, they were like, great. And now I've written a book about it. So now I just would just put the book on the table and be like, <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my back. Yeah. Yeah. But I think just having that conversation and telling them what's really going on. It's like, yeah. I'm out there. I'm trying. I'm online dating. I went out with a guy and this is what he did. And they're like, when yeah. I told my mother some of the stories, she's like, really? That's how I go. Yes. I know yeah. all my mother knows she got married in a time where everybody got married before they were 25 yeah. mm-hmm. and everybody had their family. So in her mind, I know that she was coming from a place of like, what's going on here, mm-hmm. kid? Like, this is not that hard. And I was like, no, things are different. Yep. Men are not typically interested in getting married before 25. Not yeah. the guys that I was around anyway. Mm-hmm. So once we had that discussion, she kind of backed off. Now that I've written the book and I'm, you know, successful, she's all happy, happy, glad, glad about it. So well, it's all good. in my world, too, I've told my parents, do you think that I'm intending to stay alone forever? Do you think that's my intention? Do you think that's what I want for yeah. myself? And then, of course, they'll say no. I said, well, then I'm going to do what's best for me, and I'm going to wait till I find the person who I think is the right match for me. And if you don't agree with that, if you think I've missed somebody and you think I've overlooked something, by all means, let me know. But just know that my intention is to do what's best for me and my intention is not to stay single forever or alone forever or whatever it is but mm-hmm. I am much happier this way than I am with the alternatives that I've been presented with so far Yeah, and I think in my world that actually helps too because there's a gazillion people in my family who've been divorced Yeah, so I just go just we, bring up a couple yeah, names but throw yeah. a few names in there and all of a sudden things quiet down yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like do you want me to be that person yeah. or there was one time I had a really obnoxious uncle who asked me and I was like I'm a lesbian I'm a big lesbo Lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. Shut him down fast, right? Made him so uncomfortable. He hasn't spoken to me since. Like, he avoids me at all costs. And I was like, yeah, get away from me. So you could always, you know, you could go the lesbian route. Because every heterosexual person always thinks that when a woman is single for some reason, they equate single with lesbian. Really? I'm sure tons of people assume I am. Yeah. If they only knew, yeah. every lesbian I know is constantly in a relationship. They are. That's Always. Yes. And long term. With, with spares, too, if they needed. <laughs> They're buying houses and going on vacation true. in the first three months. Yeah. If I was a lesbian, I would not even have this podcast. Right. <laughs> a whole different life. A whole different life. Um, but I kid, of course. All right. I want to thank you guys so much for coming in. This has been so much fun. Um, but before we go, I want people to tell people where they can find you. Nadine, I'll start with you. Where can people find you? What are your social media handles? My social media handle is MS Nadine Spencer. See, the Miz from and I and my daughter created it for me. She's like, Mom, this is it. You're MS, Nadine oh, Spencer. You yeah. Go. Across all platforms. BrandyQ.com. Smart girls. All right, and Fotini, where can people find you? Because I know I, you guys are both very busy. I am at Fotini Icon. So Fotini is F-O-T-I-N-I-I-C-O-N because no one's going to bother remembering my whole last name. So I cut it off there. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It's nice. It's great branding. It's a good last name. It's great. 
I oh, I'm proud it. of it, but I just I know people are going to spell it wrong. Of so course. for social media purposes, just look for Fotini Icon. I'm super active on LinkedIn more than anything else. My Twitter, I, I find it's too depressing. So yeah, I try to stick to. I, I'm on there. I'm just not as active on it as I probably should be. LinkedIn is more fun for me. Okay, well, you guys know where to find them both. Uh, friendly reminder to the listeners: subscribe to the podcast on Apple Play Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. And of course, you can buy my lovely book, Single Girl Problems, on Amazon.com. Um, if you have any relationship questions or comments, please send them to singlegirlproblemspodcast at gmail.com. That's all the show we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.